evening all. Welcome to the Oswestry Open Prison Podcast. I'm Prison Officer Andy Clark, and this week I'm joined in the exercise yard by three old lags. Lags. John, the Hitman Hicks, multiple Marcus Lillington. Honestly, I'm surprised that Marcus can manage it once, let alone more than once. And Paul, that means. <laughs> the bogeyman Boa. Oh, and in this episode, we'll be talking about how to smuggle in peanut butter, the best ways to avoid piling on the pounds while we're in prison, and how to make a little money on the side while we're inside. Evening, gents. Evening. Uh, uh, evening, Andy. How come he sets himself uh, up as the prison warden or the guard? Why, why are we the prisoner? Why is he not in prison with us? I don't like this whole analogy. <laughs> He's always wanted to be. He's a bit of a sadist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole kind of... The whole kind of ep- tasks per episode thing that's that should surely give you a clue that he's mm, the warden yes you know. it's my mm. authoritarian streak yeah. mm. <laughs> i did binge watch every episode of porridge though a couple of months ago and oh yeah wonderful it was hilarious how politically mm. incorrect is it now um there are obviously a few, you know, a few jokes aimed at the one and only Scouse uh, Blackfella and uh, Christopher Biggins. Yeah. But mm. apart from that, but, no, but, it's fine. And even the gags that are kind of involving them are all done in actually quite a sweet way, if you can be a sweet racist. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it is actually still incredibly funny and a fabulous piece of writing. And I'm always, always believed that you need to accept something of its yeah. time. And that was definitely of its yeah. time. Sometimes, you know, mm. sometimes there are episodes of something um, that, you know, you really flinch at. Um, and other times, you know, you just have to think, well, you know, that was then yeah. and this is now. But yeah. overall, it was an absolute joy. I wouldn't recommend watching the Going Straight sequel, no. which was the series that they did after mm. they got released. That was a, was a bit poor. Um, but Porridge itself, brilliant. Watch Porridge. Mm. Yeah, good writing. I love most of Ronnie Barker's work. Apart from the two Ronnies, that is painful if you go back and watch that. Oh, really? Dressed up, <laughs> dressed up as women singing songs about you know all it's. What, I think not the nine o'clock news did a, did a send up something like tits, bums, and laughs or something like that. <laughs> a song, and it basically that's what it yeah. is. Go back and watch that again. I've got. I had wonderful memories of it as a kid, of watching mm. it, thinking it was the best thing ever. You know, Christmas Day. Um, but then it was, yeah, if you go back, it's, that has aged a lot. But Porridge, Open All Hours, other things he was in are still brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I am you. currently watching, let's see who's old enough to remember this, Land of the Giants. Ooh. Yeah. It rings a <laughs> yeah. bell. Yeah. No idea what you're talking about. Uh, I, uh, I, it was an American series yeah, from mm. about 1966, 68 or something like that, mm. where... Some wonderful person has uploaded every episode of Land of the Giants up onto YouTube, and I've just got it on kind of, you know, follow-on play. The quality is terrible. 
I mean, literally, it's like blowing up a postage stamp to 27 inches on my, you know, on my iMac. So as long as you watch it from across the room, it's actually okay. Um, Slightly like that. Or with Paul Boag's eyes. Oh, leave me alone. They've gone. Yeah, they have. All of a sudden, (laughs) since going to Wales, something happened to me when I went to visit Andy and I've come back blind. You went to the countryside. You know, I I think it was all the sun. (laughs) Then we, I, uh, I got very. I was expecting to go to Wales and get you know grey and miserable, which is my natural environment, and it was a heat wave the entire time, and it has blinded me. I can no longer see my monitor, and it's causing me real problems. I've got to go to the opticians on Monday. Well, let's park that just for park that for a couple of minutes because oh. I do oh, believe yeah. that John. <clears throat> Has a quick housekeeping announcement. Ooh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it about the fact that, like Sue, you are on ironing strike, and I have a <laughs> massive pile of t-shirts that is now currently building in the kitchen. Hang on. And I did say, hang on. I made this mistake. She was standing in the heat wave ironing. And she was ironing my T-shirt. And I said, oh, thank you for doing the T-shirts. You don't have to do that. She went, okay, I won't. And she hasn't done since. So now there is a massive pile of my ironing and I walk past it every day thinking, I must uh, do that bleeding ironing. Who irons T-shirts? Is it, I just hang them. Everybody <laughs> does except me. Is it, am I the only one no, that doesn't? No, I don't. Okay. No. I vary. I don't, I don't iron anything, to be honest. No. It's overrated ironing. Waste of time. But Andy, what a nearly amusing misunderstanding. That's not the kind of housekeeping I meant. Oh, it was something else. <laughs> Ooh, it was, it was just a quick thing because I made the mistake of listening back to the last episode, and I listened to myself talking about. We just had the question about, you know, what would you, if you had plastic surgery, what would you have done? And I launched into this. Oh, but of course, we're all white men. You know, we're privileged. We 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 don't need to have work done, and it's like. We were putting ourselves in the in a position, blah blah blah. Anyway, mm. I hated myself, so it's just to say, <laughs> apologise for that. You know, let's take it as obvious that we're all for you know middle-aged white men, and we don't need to mention that again. Or I don't need. Well, to you've mention just that mentioned again. it again now. I know mm-hmm. middle-aged white men. There you go. That's another one. <laughs> but it's, um, but I don't need to apologise for it or. You know, keep on mentioning it because it just sounded tedious. And that's it. That's all I want to say. Okay. And we can now move on. All right. I good. think that's a very privileged position that you're speaking <laughs> from. <laughs> Apologies, Paul. I interrupted you. You were you were talking about your Sorry? holiday and your bad eyesight. And as you mm. alluded to, I welcomed you and John and families up to to North Wales. Um, week before last, Marcus obviously had something better to do. I don't know what he was doing, washing his car or something. I don't know what. Didn't I do that about once wanna, a year? Didn't yeah, want to okay. come. <laughs> um, so uh, it was lovely to have you. I really did enjoy it. Did you? Did you learn anything about North Wales? No, no. In fact, it was a reverse. Actually, you, you got a negative effect, didn't you? Of things taken away from you yeah. from going I, to Wales. I went to Wales, came back with no sight. I, I don't. Mm. I, it was a dreadful time, to be quite honest. It was <laughs> tedious. Is there a sin that's weighing heavy on you, Paul? What? There's, you got some... I've gone blind because I stole yeah. all of Andy's <laughs> Godzillas when he wasn't. Looking. That could be the reason. Replaced them with nasty old tat. Yeah, with My Little Ponies. <laughs> <laughs> 
at My Little Ponies. Brilliant. I wonder how he long it would take you to notice. <laughs> <laughs> my first job was in a plastics factory when I was like 16, 17, whatever. And one of the machines that we had to use made My Little Ponies. This was before, obviously, everything went over to China. And these machines were computer monitored. So you had to make a certain amount of My Little Ponies an hour. Otherwise, the supervisor in the white coat and the clipboard would come and and tell you off. So we developed elaborate ways of being able to skive. And one of the ways that we that we did it was to forget to put the core, the inside of the pony in the mould, which would completely bugger up the machine and you would get (laughs) my little mutants for about (laughs) half an hour. (laughs) Or the operators were responsible for putting um the the mixer, the mix of the, the, the clear plastic and the colour into the hoppers at the top. And if you forgot or you left it a bit late, you'd end up with my translucent ponies. And then you'd have to stand by and wait for half an hour until the you know they got to the right opacity of pony again. Um, so, yeah, my little ponies, I, I, I could do those. Personally, I think you've hit on an excellent business idea. My little mutant sounds like, a, <laughs> like the kind of thing that would really appeal to kids these days. We used to work for a company, Paul, I can't believe life remember what they were called, but they, they extruded rubber products. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah, uh, yes, you can guess where my, that went. My little mutants or my big mutants for the more adult market. <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't steal my Godzillas, did, no. but did did you did you learn anything else? Was it was was it worth it? Was did it I worth driving it? up? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean of course. I, yeah. Do you want me to say how much I enjoyed spending time with Sue? Well, because I really was... did enjoy spending time with Sue and Alex. It was lovely to see them both and spend time with them. Oh, and sorry, and 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 John and Lee as well. It was you know to see all of you was a special, really great experience and i'm i'm glad i got to do it well the feeling is very mutual and we very much enjoyed the thought of you standing twiddling your thumbs while you charged up your silly electric car 14 times on the way up here and on the way back i don't think andy noticed the fact that i completely left him out of that that list of people did he (laughs) no i don't think he did no i I think he's just not pandering to you is he not take the bait okay so did anybody misbehave i hope they did Oh, yes, with my reputation. <laughs> um, yes, Paul misbehaved. What? Paul misbehaved in the worst possible oh, way yes. a friend <laughs> can. In that we went out for a walk one evening, and it was a very nice, very nice walk around uh, Clean Idwell, and it was it was a very nice thing. And by the end of it, you know. Everybody was a little peckish, and what did I want to eat? I wanted fish and chips, and I kept asking, oh, please, let's go get fish and chips. We can go and get fish and chips. How about fish and chips? No, no, everybody else was going, it's too hot for fish and chips. So too why is this my fault? Fish and chips. So we didn't get fish and chips. There, the following day, I see Paul put up on his Instagram, just had some lovely fish and chips. It wasn't any cooler. <laughs> I, am, I still I, haven't had my fish and chips. I am... I am beholden unto my wife she didn't want fish and chips the first day selfish man no it's my wife that is i'm putting her squarely in the crosshairs here that she decides when we have fish and chips and when we don't i merely 
the consumer of those at the appropriate time. Did you fancy fish and chips at that moment? No. No. Were you bursting going, but I want them. No. And and Kath was saying, no, no, Paul. (laughs) It's it's too hot. (laughs) Well, to be frank, we had just walked around a a big lake and and you you got quite hot doing that. You didn't want to then eat fish and chips. It was quite obvious. The only reason Andy wanted fish and chips is because he dragged his ass around that lake like an asthmatic, I don't know, sloth. (laughs) And and so wanted some kind of reward at the end of it because very true. He Don't did nothing all? but moan the whole way round about how hard. This is Dumbay sounding was. like such a great trip. It was great. Oh, and my so, my wife. I, I missed this bit, fortunately. Yeah, so. and my wife lost her, her purse when she was there as well, and had to drive back in an hour to go and get it the next day. The, the advantages of an electric carpool: you'd only manage to get an hour away. <laughs> You would have been all the way home if it had been a proper car. Do you, can, do you carry like a little packet of AA batteries, Paul, that you could just pop in the back of it yeah, uh, when you need to? That's exactly how it works. You, you keep a power bank and you can just get the power bank out of your laptop bag and plug it in and off you go again. It's fine. Get one of those MagSafe ones, those yeah. new Apple ones, and put it on the roof. That's, do you know, what they ought to do is they ought to have some kind of connection that runs above all the roads, right? Basically, they need to turn electric cars into trams. You remember the trams which mm. had the, the mm. thing that would connect some to the wire? Some trains still have, don't they? Especially abroad, you go to France, yeah. they're all over. Yeah, mm. that's how it should work. It's obvious. I, I don't know why. Well, just that get might, the train. you cost a few, Bob. Because they're going to stop selling petrol and diesel cars, aren't they? 2030, you can't buy a new petrol and diesel Correct. car? Yeah. Which yeah, is kind so of we've got, got a bit of time yet. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to get one one day. But I mean, it will be. I think it'll be useful for local trips. But that's uh, the key, you, Marcus. It's it's yeah. the best thing ever if you stay local, because mm. you have no petrol bills, and you know, yeah. and the driving experience is great, and the acceleration is amazing, and there's less to go wrong with it, and all of these great things about it. Until you want to go any distance, and then it sucks balls. Mm. Well. You know. In that case, Paul, I suggest you stay local next time. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to come down to me. And we'll all come races. to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That'd be great. So, shall we do a podcast? So let's talk about something important. Let's, okay. talk, about, let's talk about nuts. No. Right? I've been tweeting about this because it's, it's, I don't know, I'm just bored. I don't get out anymore. But I've become kind of interested in snack food again it's so bad um it's and every, I've been re- every week andy this is all we talk yeah, about i know <laughs> really like peanuts at the moment and i like peanuts in if you've ever been to america you've had a payday bar you you know mm. half a payday bar is your i don't know half well all of your kind of calories Saturated that you're fats for a month mm. in a day it's crazy i like peanuts in peanut brittle remember that that stuff yeah, that, yeah. You know, i love it Mm-hmm. Comes with a free trip to the dentist afterwards. <laughs> really nice. I've actually had root canal treatment this week, but not because of the peanut brittle. Um, do you remember sweet peanuts? The the sweets that were shaped like a peanut. Yes. And they were kind of no. peanutty, yes. sugary stuff and on the outside. you can still get them, Andy. No, you can't. Because yes, on can. the inside of the old-fashioned stuff is used cocaine. to be heroin no it used to be 
<laughs> peanut butter, like a ground-up peanut paste. Whereas now, they don't have that on the inside. You can buy them, they look the same, but they have this, this, this kind of, I don't know, dis- disappointment. They're wrapped in. It's it's not great. They're wrapped in disappointment. A layer of disappointment. Yeah. That's very British. I know that they don't make these because I've been on to several sweet manufacturers and said, Of course you have. The recipe for... I didn't realise quite to the level we were going here. You can still buy in jars in a proper sweet shop something called sweet peanuts, but they're, they're not, not the quite, same. Not the they're same. Not the same. They're not the same. Well, Trust me, I've been in every sweet shop in the land, and they're not the same. <laughs> you have. Anyway, <laughs> I tell you what I did, uh, Andy. I tell you what I did learn coming up to Wales, and that's how deeply sorry I feel for Sue. And I think, I think really, that has just been driven home. The fact that every time you go anywhere, you go, oh, I'll just have to pop into this sweet shop to find out whether they have... I mean, it must be yep. like pulling teeth, mustn't it? The, the, other, the other thing I like, of course, is I like peanut butter on a bagel or in a sandwich or whatever. And it's, you know, it came to my attention that people mix stuff with peanut mm. butter. They will layer different things in a bagel or in a sandwich or whatever with peanut butter. So my question is, I've never done this. I mean, well, certainly I have. I do peanut butter and banana. That I can do. Peanut mm. butter and banana is, is great in a sandwich. But do you add anything to your peanut butter? What nutty combinations do you, do you make? Marcus, you're nodding. You obviously mm. do this a lot. Well, even though I've been mocking you here, Andy, uh, which I know is hard to believe, uh, I, 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 I am probably addicted to peanut butter. And I have been since I was a small boy. Really? And, but both of my children are, and their children are as well. Or I've only got grandchildren on one side. Um, it, it's, a, it's a family thing. And my answer to your question is it goes with anything, literally mm. anything. Marshmallow and peanut butter. Fantastic. No, yeah. Actually, that actually well. sounds quite nice, doesn't it? Swipe. You can spread it across a steak. Okay. Put it in a burger. No, you cannot. Oh, yeah. Yes, you what? can. Oh, yes. Yep. Stir, yeah. stir it. Stir it into ice cream. It's on it, top of it a burger goes with anything. Yep. Bit, of, bit of red onion marmalade, mm. peanut butter, and a burger. John's who was with it? Me. He understands. Who was it who said? <laughs> who talked about peanut butter and marmite? Yes, that's the that's classic. The, See, yeah. now... You can I, actually buy it as well. Yeah, mm, yeah I, it was yeah. you. That was it. It was you, John. I've got problems <laughs> with you, right? Because... <laughs> oh, I bet you have. <laughs> because I saw you tweet this and I thought, yeah. you know, I, I poo-hooed maple syrup and bacon. I poo-hooed um, uh, uh, um, jam and peanut butter. I'll try. I'll, you know, I will try this... So I mixed mm-hmm. together Marmite and peanut butter, and all yeah. I can conclude is it was a, an elaborate practical joke on your part. It was the most... Dis- <laughs> How much Marmite yeah. did you mm. put in? Not you too to much. Okay. What do you mean too much? Describe, like, are we talking tablespoons, or are we talking, like, ratio? Yeah. What, what kind I, of would, ratio? I would say probably one-tenth. Marmite to peanut butter? Yeah, that's pretty good. But you shouldn't have yeah. mixed it together into one thing. It's more of a, a layer thing. Mm, yeah? Okay. So you would... you would Do you like marmite? Yeah, with it, yeah. I mean, not particularly strong, which is why I was careful mm. not to put too much. Okay. But also, yeah. and this is a very important 
<laughs> this is how nerdy I am about this. Very, very important. Okay. If you're talking to- toast here. Yes. Okay, so it's, it's the best the best medium. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, obviously. Particular mixture that we're talking yeah. about is some people disagree, but I think that to do it properly, you must have real butter yes. on the toast first. Then yes. peanut butter, and then yeah. a little bit of marmite, more in a sort of streak type. Effect. Ah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, I did, we... I did mm. butter, mm. then a marmite, and then peanut butter on top of it. So no, I reckon no, I put too around. much mar- marmite on. I think yeah. that could be too much. Mm. Also, crumpets. Can we get a crumpet? Ooh. Ooh. Got All the there. butter and the peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goes yeah, Into yeah. the little holes. Yeah, and then when you when you bite into it, it goes goes and. You just get this lovely ooze coming out. Yes. Mm. Heaven. I want some now. Yeah. Crumpets exist just as being butter sponges. We should just call them butter sponges. Mm. That's exactly what they are. Yes. I bought them today. I've got, I've got talking of grandchildren, two of them coming to stay on the weekend. Uh, So I've got a cupboard full of biscuits, sweets, crisps, uh, and yummy things like uh, crumpets. So... Yum, yum, yum. And I've been eating them a lot today. Shouldn't you actually wait for your grandchildren to come before eating the food to have with your grandchildren rather than just eating it all now so there's nothing when they come? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't thought it through, have you? (laughs) I feel basically you've bought a load of food for yourself and will now be going back out to buy more food for the weekend when your grandchildren Uh... come. I, yeah, but the little bit of that, maybe. But um, yeah, you have to try these things out, Paul. Make sure they're all right. So I, I presume you offset all of this uh, this calorific content with lots of exercise, Marcus. <laughs> well, funny you should say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I have actually started playing badminton. Oh, have uh, you? Oh, how simply spiffing! <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> bit of badders. Badders, yes, exactly. So uh, I, that makes me uh, puff a bit. Uh, I, I go out walking and, and things, but yeah, I probably should do a little bit more exercise than I do. I've, I've, uh, but, but I'm still getting. I am expanding, and I know. Yes, well, I, I try not to eat biscuits, although I have done today. Uh, but it's becoming much more of a fight than it used to be. I used to be able to go. Oh well, I won't go to the pub on a Tuesday night, and I'd, lo- I'd lose half a stone. Yeah. Um, or mm. back when I used to have sugar in tea and coffee, I'll stop that for two weeks and I've lost half a stone. It doesn't work like that anymore. No. Mm. Peanut butter is actually one of my big downfalls because it's my go-to snack food. Yes. If I need a what, hit, just a pat pat of butter straight <laughs> into the mouth. If I haven't got anything spread it on, mm. I'll just eat it with a spoon. But <laughs> same. Normally in bread, or <laughs> toast. But one of my favourites, right? So bread, mayonnaise. Mm. Peanut butter, slaw, as in like not coleslaw, but the actual like cabbage and, and, and you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and maybe a little bit of something like a little bit of curry paste or something, like a red Thai curry paste on mm. top. Just a little sliver just to give it a bit of heat or a bit of sriracha or something like that. Nice. We should do, we should do a book. But the problem is we've got the mayo, obviously. <laughs> The peanut butter. <laughs> mayo and peanut butter, can, by the way, I don't know if you know about this, it's a deep south sandwich it was a quite a good sort of cheap energy food um but it's a really nice combination you get a little bit of creaminess and it used to be that peanut butter was quite dry and claggy and mayo would just give it that little bit of moistness and a bit of bit of life but yeah that's that's my stack and that's why i'm fat (laughs) we should do a cooking show 
Oh, well, we can't no. <laughs> Except that I, I can't cook. No, neither can I. No. What? Okay, so. I can. I, it's probably one my number one hobby after playing the guitar. I love cooking. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised, actually. I thought you'd be both be kind of no. dabblers, at least, in, nope. in the No, cooking. I used to. I used to when I was, uh, you know, when I was a student. Um, <laughs> but, Recipes uh, involving baked beans. Like. Yes, but I haven't, I, haven't done this for, I haven't done this for a while. When I was on my, on my own in Australia, I thought, right, I'm going, to, well, I'm going to cook. And then about, you know, two or three days later, I was back to the uh, ice lolly and tinned soup diet. <laughs> which was I lived for I lost about half a stone um, just eating ice lollies and um, I, I used to buy you online dunk. I used to buy online um, and uh, the, the supermarket in Australia is uh, is Woolworths believe it or not oh really they, they do Woolworths and it's not the Woolworths that we yeah you know we know with the pick and mix where you used to be able to buy your little sweet peanuts um, which you can't anymore because they've changed the recipe and it's the world's Move on, shit. man! Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't. Every, I had Leave every it. type of Campbell's tin soup. I used to open the cupboard. It was like being you know, in a room with Andy Warhol. It was... Uh, Andy, so, so is it that you just don't like food that much? No, I love food. And this, this right. obviously brings us on to our, our kind of next topic. But um, yes, no, I love food. And um, I think I love it a little too much. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoy it, but I don't, I don't really get hungry. Um, so I will have to remember to eat. Which is, God, I wish I was you. Yeah. No. But then I, will, I, I, that I be... eat when I get bored. So there, that is the flip mm. side of it. You know, mm. if I'm sitting around bored, I'll just put something in my mouth. Um, <laughs> normally food. Um, you know, so... Someone's finger. Fags are brilliant for. Yeah, that's what I need to start smoking. That's the answer. It is fa- that smoking's fantastic. Keeps you... I was a stone lighter. Well, I, you say that, Marcus, but I watched Andy puff around a, a lake, so I know that that's not true. <laughs> not yeah, I wouldn't have puffed around the lake, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, your problem is, Paul, because you never do any exercise. You never go out. Actually, so that's changing in a shocking turn of events. Um, and I'm, I'm almost embarrassed that, to, <gasps> that I've discovered that I quite like cycling. Um, which is really mm. quite shocking what, to proper lycra and no. uh, silly hat and everything. No, not not silly Chris hat. Scott. Not you know, Chris Scott. <laughs> like one of those ones with two cans of lager on the side. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking very kind of Sunday afternoon driver type of of, of cycling to um, the pub. Yes, yeah, I, I like that kind of cycling. Yeah, yes, and nice it, it just uh, I've I turned into a little kid because I used to cycle a lot when I was a kid. I you know I loved it. I was always out on my bike, but somewhere along the line, you know, well, I got a car and cars went further and involved left mm. effort. But I've rediscovered it, you know, and it's um, I'm absolutely loving it. I mean, even we even took the bikes up to to um, Wales, which it was very ah shocking. now. This isn't the bike of your youth now, is it? No. This isn't the type that is completely powered by pedals and human. Well, this is very interesting. Yeah, what you're alluding to (laughs) is that it's an electric bike. It's got a battery associated with it. And yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, I did, (laughs) uh, in all honesty, I bought it because it had 
uh, an electric battery. But because I was, if I'm being really honest with you, because I knew I was so incredibly unfit and I didn't know how to start. Do you know what I mean? It felt like just buying Mm. a bike and going out cycling, I was going to be doing the walk of shame every time I came to a hill and that kind of thing. And, and so I was quite embarrassed by my level of fitness. So I bought bought this bike because it had a battery, but I'm now, I very rarely use it now. I use it when I'm kind of coming back from somewhere and I've had enough and I just want a bit of help. But you it's, know what? No judgment from me. I'm, I'm totally with the idea of electric bikes. Yeah. I think they make total sense. I th- you know, it's it's great for... It's like an insurance policy for me. It lets me go a little bit further than I would do because I know, well, I can get back if I need to. I could just put the electric, you know, the the battery on and it's easy. So, yeah, it's been brilliant, actually. I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, And it's given me the confidence. Because locally, there's a a hill uh, in Borton-on-the-Water. So when you come out of it, it's not necessarily the steepest, but it's quite long. Mm. So you start off and you think, okay, I'm at a good pace in the cycling world. And it just keeps on going and keeps on going. And you think, right, I'm, this is getting quite hard now. And I'm really <laughs> going to have to stop. And you said, you're about halfway at that point. This old guy just passes me and just goes, morning. <laughs> and, then, and I just thought, God, am I that unfit? And then that, you were sick. That I, that, yeah, that, that, that I could get past so easily. And then I noticed he wasn't pedaling. Ah. You know, and the fact that he had his little electric bike. So when he came to the hill, just switched it on, up you go. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I, I was jealous, really. Yeah. I was, I'm totally for that idea. When you were a kid, what kind of bike did you have? Ooh. I had a, a, a chopper was my Me first too. bike. No, I bet you did. What colour was your chopper, Paul? Uh, um... <laughs> It was a rosy pink. Um, no, it was... Um, I don't know. I can't remember. Blue? I think it was blue. Mine was purple. I had a purple chopper. <laughs> <laughs> I had a silver chopper, and it had five gears. <gasps> it had the split. So you, you, your yeah. ones would have just been one, two, three, like that. Mine split, and it hit four oh. and five in the second so then, I, you I were jealous. you came I from a, the chopper. Oh, what? What did you have? Did you have a racing? I just bike? had a, like a, a rally, eight-speed rally, yeah. you know, racing bike. But the chopper was the cool, or Grifter, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. Grifter was cool just ones, and Grifter was a slightly later. So I moved mm. to a Grifter when I got my second bike. Yeah, but they changed the design of the chopper because it did have this unfortunate design trait where if you kind of came off it, the gear thing in the middle of the frame (laughs) would remove your testicles. That's right, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forgot that. (laughs) But would you, I mean, think, think about, think about the chopper. Wouldn't that make the perfect electric bike now? Yeah. Mm. I'd feel a bit embarrassed riding a chopper at the age of 49 mine. It feels like a, you know, not entirely appropriate, but there you go. They go for big money now, though. There's a whole scene, like, if you go to, like, VW shows with Beatles and campers, that people, they take the camper, but they also take their chopper to, like, just get around the the (sighs) festival or campsite and things. Um, You get some lovely, like, fully chromed ones, really, really nicely restored, but they go for silly money. Yeah. Um, 
it's a bit too much of a to, for such a a trophy bike. Yeah, I I snapped the frame on mine um, riding around in the woods. But what we used to do is you'd get an old racer uh, and keep the front wheel of the racer, and then get, take your chopper wheel and put that on the back of the racer to kind of make a a kind what? of like a grifter before a grifter. It sounds like a and, monstrosity. And get, it sounds yeah, like and, a and, Frankenstein and, bike. Well, yeah, no, but it's, it was like you know, you did it in the garage and got all greasy, and it was, right. it was great. You know, played with your chopper in the garage. <laughs> and got all greasy. Yeah. Oh, that's good though. I think cycling's a great. It's a great low impact way of getting exercise. Yeah. But I've, as I say, I've got the problem at the moment that I can't. Um, my bike is being fixed. My wheels need re- uh, rebuilt, but because you can't get bike parts because of Brexit, um, I've, I've been five weeks without a bike. Oh no! I might have to just buy another bike. Yeah, buy an electric one. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can convert existing bikes to electric bikes, can't you? You can buy like a, a unit that will mm. go on any bike, but I don't. That's why on the, all the like big bike races like Tour de France, they have to actually like x-ray the bikes just to see if anyone's cheated. Because someone did get caught out. Yeah, there was someone a few, few years ago now. I think you have to be pretty stupid to try it. But um, I think it wasn't Tour de France. I think it was one of the classic races in Holland but yeah someone someone was found to have all the all the machinery inside their bike wow and, uh, instant disqualification obviously so yeah, yeah. that's fantastic <laughs> yeah I'm not too worried about that I don't think I'll be entering the Tour de France anytime soon so I'll mm. I'll, I'll yeah, stick with that's the thing it doesn't matter it's just yeah. a case of you know is it a nice way to, to pootle around yeah mm. Anybody else doing anything to try and reduce their expanding waistline? No. Trying to diet a little bit, or try and be be mindful of what I'm eating. But I'm I like I like food too much, and it gives me comfort. Hmm. So hmm. you know, it's that's the a real thing to get over. I think hmm. yeah. Sue I, and I, Alex have been getting into their fitness a lot, and. Every day they get up and they walk about five miles or so, literally mm-hmm. every day, rain or shine. Um, and they do the whole My Fitness Pal thing and they're, you know, scanning barcodes to find out how many calories they've got left. And they've done incredibly well. You know, they've got fit and they've lost weight and everything else. And on a Monday, they get up and they drive to the, uh, to the there's a converted chapel, which is a gym down in in Denby where they've got a trainer and they spend an hour you know lifting things and and doing all of that kind of stuff and while they are you know pumping iron I'm sneaking off to the cafe down in Prestatin and eating a sausage sandwich (laughs) that's the thing I've I've tried and it is working I've given up breakfast yeah I might have a banana but I, I used to love, you know, toast and marmalade or peanut butter uh, or porridge. Or I just love it. And I'd wake up like, mmm, brilliant. But I realised that uh, typing doesn't really need any um, – doesn't need a, I don't need to fill myself up with many calories to be able to type through the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's actually uh, – it's not working from a losing weight perspective yet. Uh, I've only been doing it for about a week, but it, it's all right. It's fine. I don't. I've never eaten breakfast. The only times I eat breakfast is when I'm in a hotel and I feel like I have to get my money's worth, you know, Uh, because (laughs) breakfast is included. And actually, almost almost (laughs) always I end up making myself feel sick. I don't actually like breakfast. My body doesn't. (laughs) 
is in unable to process mm. food until I've been up at least a couple of hours. I think. God, I just like that's t- so alien to me. Yeah. Breakfast is the best meal of the day. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know, yeah. Breakfast food is it's just bad. is the best food, and sometimes all I want for dinner is breakfast. Mm. <laughs> you know, ah, oh, that's that, they find it quite hard. To, I could like often what I did in some places like we went to America. I would fill up on a big breakfast, yeah, but then not have lunch, yeah, you yeah. Know, and I would rather skip lunch than breakfast in that sense. But. Yeah, I think the idea behind it of not eating breakfast is that it's apparently, and this could be complete bollocks, but apparently it's quite good for your body not to not to eat anything for I don't know sixteen hours of the day. So if you only eat mm. lunch and dinner or uh, breakfast and lunch, then that's better for you than breakfast and dinner, yeah. leaving a big Because I've heard that mm. there's a phrase about uh, breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that breakfast is the biggest meal of the day, yeah. and then it goes down to like something really basic for dinner. And the idea being that, you know, you're not supposed to eat late, you know, because anything yeah. you eat in the evening just sort of sits and doesn't get kind of worked off throughout the day. Mm. Um, so that's kind of the opposite. I'll let you know how I get on. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. <laughs> Breakfast is it. a weird thing, though. I mean, talking about America, have you been into a into an American supermarket and seen they they have an aisle of cereal with about three hundred different varieties of mm. breakfast cereal mm. going down this aisle? I mean, honestly, it's about half a mile long. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just this enormous enormous array of of different breakfast cereals, and you know, you can get. I don't know, it's like any combination of things that you wouldn't expect in a breakfast cereal. And you come back over here and all we have is cornflakes. You know, there's only two ingredients in cornflakes. There's corn and sadness. And <laughs> it's just... Cornflakes. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, just... I don't really do cereal. It's like, uh, but then, uh, Americans but, do do breakfast well. I, they, 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 that's one of the things yeah. that they have got right is breakfast. But mm. if you think yeah. about it, I, and I'm, I know I'm going to upset people here, but the English breakfast is a little ridiculous, right? It's fabulous. Let's start the day with big chunks of meat, right? Mm. Sausages mm-hmm. and yeah. bacon mm. and grease. Yum, yum, yum. That's how we're <laughs> going to begin our day, you know? Protein. Yes, yeah. good protein's good. Protein to fill you up throughout the day. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Because what you shouldn't be eating is massive bowls of of wheat uh, and, if, and and yeah. loaves of bread. That's not great. But yeah, that, maybe, I can't maybe do cereal not. with sh- like sugary cereals. Yeah, so many cereals. I used to like, <coughs> like cereals, but they just taste so sweet and sugary now. Yeah, um, I, I will often have porridge as if I, if I need to break. If I think I've eaten eggs too many times in the week. Which is usually yes. <laughs> I would have a, a just a plain porridge just to try and have a bit of fiber and, and get away from kind of you know, bread and eggs. But yeah, I couldn't do couldn't do cereals. I could do pastries like you know croissants, mm. or yeah. I could do the cooked breakfast, but not the whole cereal, and certainly not the fruit salad. Fruit <laughs> salad could do one. I, I like tell fruit salad. you would be you would be so appalled. John at my my general eating habits because it's not unusual for me to also forget to eat lunch so I don't eat breakfast <laughs> I forget lunch and then just eat an evening meal but then and this is where my problem comes in because I'm hungry right because I haven't really eaten very much all day and so I eat my evening meal and then I pick 
and then I will eat, you know, sit in front of the TV and I'll eat crisps and I'll eat chocolate. And, and mm. so that's why, you know, even though I eat very little in the day, I've still have got this beautiful little pot belly. It's just very so basically, beautifully shaped. what you do is what's called the Butterfield diet. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll send the link. But basically, the idea is that like six days out of seven, you have things like, you know, a breakfast is a single toasted cornflake <laughs> spread with low fat spread. Yeah. Um, you know, pudding is uh, ice cubes with artificial sweetener. Yeah. Um, you know, this is it. And then you get to you get to Saturday and Saturday is treat day. Right. And you can have as much as you like. As, as, you know, and the, the the list is all stuff like pork cylinders, and, <laughs> uh, fluffy ruffs, uh, and you, you pick out. And then, so, what you're doing is act sort of condensed into a day. Yeah. So you sort of do nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's very healthy and rounded, and a good way of ensuring that you have zero energy all day long, and then are awake <laughs> all night because you've been eating sugar in the evening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have problems mm, uh, sleeping, don't you, Paul? <laughs> I do. Mm. It's funny. You that, know this how. I wonder why. <laughs> Andy's about to move on to the challenge that once again I have not done. So therefore, I don't want to homework. talk about it. I have. <laughs> yeah, we have do to know, do the challenge. And the sad thing is, I had every intention this time. Yeah, previously I'd gone off. Oh, screw it, I'm not doing that. But this one I thought was actually quite a good one. So I wrote a task down. I was intending to do it, and then I didn't. So I'm feeling bad. But you, and and to make matters worse, Marcus and John, you've both done it, haven't you? Kind well, of. Hmm, I have a response. <laughs> you piss off. <laughs> Shall we just remind people what the yes, task was? Yes, so sorry, yes. it was to basically to write off and get a signed photo of a celebrity. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Summarization yep. of that. So. Go on, Marcus. I'm, I'm intrigued by you. Oh, right. Well, um, as probably in, uh, you entirely would expect, I haven't done what teacher asked me to do or the prison warder <laughs> asked me to do, mm. as usual. But the nature of the task did remind me of a time, a very long time ago, when I was on the other end of this. Right. Uh, there are many signed copies of records, actual vinyl, with my moniker on them. <laughs> A very, very large number, I realised when I thought about it, which is a bit weird and maybe a bit interesting and worth talking about for a minute. Um, that said, I had I did look on eBay uh, a week or so ago and that I couldn't find any copies. But, but we did. We did do... We did That's because many, everybody's got them framed on their wall and treasuring them. I have. That'll be it. Yeah. That'll be it, definitely. Um, I think I have actually got one somewhere, but it's in a box after the move. But anyway, so back in 1988... Um, after a, I, we'd been signed in 1985 uh, and we'd released about 10 singles that did absolutely nothing. Uh, so therefore we felt that getting a hit was what happened to other people. We, which and I was in a band called Breathe, for those who don't, for those people who don't know, had a hit record in the US. It was a number one selling single. Woo! Uh, and there's a, there's a story about how all that happened. It took ages and that's not the story here the story here is that when we released our second single a song called how can i fall it kind of raced up the charts and we were the talk of the town we had gold records there's one behind me that you can see um um, 
and we did, and we toured the states. And when I say tour, it was more of a kind of radio and TV tour. Um, but as part of that, we did many, many record signings, a bit like an author would go and do book signings. Yeah. Uh, we'd be set up in the local, usually Tower Records, and people would literally queue round the block for hours. Um, at, at one place, I think it might have been Seattle, uh, we signed records for seven hours straight. Of course, we oh. were moaning, like, like you know, you didn't realise at the time how wonderful this was, really. People wanted your... Why do people mm. want your name? On Anyway, but they did. And, it, you know, it literally... I'm going to say hundreds. It was more than hundreds. It was thousands of people came. This is a very long way of saying I didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did start by saying and, I haven't done it. And actually worse than me, because I've just said I haven't done it. While Marcus has made it about how amazing he used to be. I'll finish by saying that by far the best signing we ever did was at a water park. Um, again, I, I think it was on the West Coast, probably California. Ah, uh, I can see where <laughs> this is going. Yes, where all of the young ladies uh, wanted us to sign various parts of their anatomy. Um, and obviously they were egging each other on. Uh, and it all was um, rather eye-opening, shall we say, uh, as, as a young lad of only 18 or whatever I was back in those days. Anyway, so that's my little story. So you didn't do the task then? Of course I didn't do the task. Which body part did you sign? All, all the body parts. All the body parts. <laughs> the body parts. <laughs> With a massive marker. <laughs> or was it a chopper? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, go on, John. So go on then, John. John's, John's the SWAT of the group. He'll have done it mm, properly. Always. Well, I, mine, mine, mine's one of disappointment, so... Uh, oh. I, I, I quite a fancy getting Bob Mortimer's autograph, so I wrote off and I've not heard back. Aww. So in the in the meantime, I thought, hmm, I wonder if I went onto eBay, uh, what's the cheapest <laughs> autograph I could buy that's from someone that I'd actually want an autograph from? Right. So have a get, quick guess what the cheapest autograph I could have bought was at that what? time the, on eBay. The cost. Nigel Farage. Oh, well, I, don't know, I, I can't tell you who it was. Oh, you mean the, someone, uh, the amount of money? The actual cost. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. £2.50. Uh, 99p. Lower. <laughs> a penny. Oh, almost. 10p. 10p. So <laughs> it was, I, I can't remember the guy's name. It was uh, uh, like a pirate radio uh, or hospital radio kind of person right. and DJ. Anyway, so I saw for 49p the autograph for Roger Delgado who was the Ooh, first master the in Doctor Who. And I thought, 49p, oh, yes. that's... And it, I think it was even like free postage or something. So I thought, that I'm going to go for that. So here it is. Hey. I got my I got my, um, my signed photo of Roger Delgado. And you probably can't tell from this, but it's not real. Oh. So that's not a signed photo. It's a photo... Of a signed photo. photo. Right. And also, what's worse, it's a pixelated... I don't know if I can put this a little bit closer. Oh, dear. It's very blurry. Yeah. So it's... So that was, you know, it says, uh, with sincere wishes, Roger Delgado, July 1970. But that was 49p's worth. And I should have realised that 49p, yeah. you're not going to get a real thing. Anyway, oh, that was well. it. We'll We'll hold this challenge over until next month because I didn't hear back from the people that I'd written to either. Um, I don't believe a word of it. 
Charlton Heston didn't respond. Uh, Bob Hoskins didn't respond. Uh, Roger Moore hasn't responded yet. So um, I think I need a little more time yeah. to, uh, to get a reply. So we'll, you need we'll, to pick we'll a different kind of celebrity, don't you, really? We'll come back to this next month. One with a pulse. <laughs> I think we should wrap up. So um, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. God willing. God willing.